Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off on the bottom of Sukkah, the bottom of 4B, six lines in the bottom. Sukkah has a minimum height. It has to be a height of 10 Tvachim, which is like 30, 31 inches. Minolan, how do we know this? Itmar, we learn. Rav, Rav Chanina, Rav Yechna, Rav Chaviva, Masnu. Rav, Rav Chanina, Rav Yechna. Rav, Rav Yechna. Rav Chaviva, Masnu, Bakuva, Seydim, Moye, Kolkei Azuga. Whenever they would say these peers together, Rav, and Rav Chanina, and Rav Yechna, and Rav Chaviva would switch it. Chilufi, Rav Yechna, Mailerev, instead of Rav Yechna, would say Rav Yechnason. That the, tri- the trio was Rav, Rabbi Hanina, and Rabbi Yenus, instead of Rav, Rabbi Hanina, and Rabbi Yechen. And, and they, what they said was the order in the Tisha of a Kapayda staff, the order in itself, the ark itself, has a height of nine tvach. Together, if you add the Kapaydas on top, the covering, which was thick of a tefah, it was a tefah thick, together, that made the ark, together with its cover, a Kanasodra, ten tvach. Even it says when they added the lechoshom, the balti itcho miyala kapedes. Because it says the ark itself was a height. The Torah says was a height of a, a amma and a half, which is nine tvachim. An amma six tvachim plus a half. That's nine tvachim together with the kapedes. It's covered all together is ten tvachim. And the Amma was an Amma of six Tvachim. So an Amma and a half is nine and one. And it says, when the Adetil I will meet you there with the Bart, I will speak to you. From, from, the, from the cover of the Ark. Vitanya, we continue on 5a. Vitanya, we learn the Brai, Rabbi Yezi, Rabbi Yezi says, Made only the Shkin Lamata, the Shkin never lowered itself, Lamata, Masada Tvachim. In other words, Allah Kapitas. It says, May Allah Kapitas. From on top of the Kapitas, Hashem will speak to you. If the Kapitas was a height of 10, on top of the Kapitas was higher than 10. So, what do we see from here? That 10 is a separate domain. Up until 10 Tvachim is one domain. And from above 10 is a different domain. So, the minimum requirement to consider it a domain is is 10 Tvachim. If you have a wall that's less than 10 Tvachim, it's nothing. 10 Tvachim, that's the minimum. And it says, Moshe and Eliyahu didn't go up to heaven. Shemayim belongs to Hashem. So the Shemayim, the Shechina is in Shemayim. And people are Ba'aretz in this world. And nevertheless, it came down onto the Kapaitis, which is a height of Ten Tvachim. So we see that Ten Tvachim is the, is the domain of earth. And above Ten Tvachim is above the earth. It's a separate, a different domain. So that's the splitting point between earth and heaven. Earth is up until ten tvachim, and then above ten tvachim is already shemayim. Like the Gemara, 
Hashem lowered and came down to Har Sinai. So he did come into this world. Above ten Tvachim, above the mountain. He came down to the mountain, but it was it was a done what it was a above ten Tvachim, above the mountain. Above ten Tvachim, above the mountain, above the floor, the top of the mountain. The cloud never actually touched the mountain. Yeah, that's what he said. It says, Mashiach will come, Hashem's leg, so to speak, will stand on Harazim. The mother says, Even then, Hashem is going to be above ten Tvachim. You're saying Moshe and Elion never went above, never went to heaven? You're saying heaven belongs to Hashem? It says, Moshe went to heaven. But it says Lamata Masha remained Lamata Masha. He was on, on the mountain. On the floor of the mountain. He didn't go to heaven Mamash. He he was on top of the mountain. Below Tentvach. Mm-hmm. It says by Eliova, Yal Yoba Sidash Mayam Eliova. You didn't go more than nine above the mountain? No, it means his feet were I mean he was planted in Tentvach. He wasn't the above he wasn't in the ear. He was in the on the mountain. Yeah, of course he reached higher. He was very tall, according to the, the mother. He was like uh, we learned. He was like he was, no, so to so to speak. It's a it's a metaphor, but the idea but the idea is that Hashem's presence is on the mountains. He's on on the Harazim, on the Mount of Olives. He's, he's above ten. Yeah, and Moshe was 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 standing on the mountain. But it says Vayalio beside Hashem, Hashem went up with the with the with the beside with the wind with the cloud with the wind. Hashem went to heaven. The mother says Lamata Measara. Time out. Who was in the snare? Ah. Who was in the bush? Time out. Who was in the bush? Very good. And the bush is connected to the ground. That's a very good question. Why doesn't the Gemara? Why doesn't the Gemara ask that? That's a very good question. Maybe they will. We'll see. Very good question. Very sharp. Yeah. Fall, very sharp. Okay. <laughs> That Hashem spread from his his ray of his shechina and his cloud over over Elio. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, over yeah. Moshe to protect Moshe. So it seems that Moshe was above. This refers to Moshe Rabbeinu, and we and we learned in Shabbos. This pasuk refers to when Moshe went up to heaven, and the malachim, the angels, wanted to burn him. Right. So he says, "Hold on to my." So Moshe held on to Hashem. Hashem's a hold on, hold on to, hold on, hold on, no, to my throne of glory, and that protected him. They're all sitting here together. He won the debate, though. Don't worry, he won the debate. One more time, let's see. Yeah, but nevertheless, he was a, he was below. He's still standing on the mountain below them. How was he holding on to the throne? If Hashem's throne, if Hashem remained ten tefachim above, 
How was he able to hold on to the throne? says, The throne extended till the till till the boundary, till the border, which is ten tefachim. Moshe was standing on the mountain, but he reached higher, so he was able to able to hold on to the throne. He was in the cloud. Yeah. No, he was able to grasp on. Yeah, his head his head was in the cloud. <laughs> his feet were on the. His feet, his feet were on the mountain. His feet were on the mountain. And his head, and his head, his head was in the cloud. How do we know that the Aron, the Ark itself, was a nine? It was a nine tefachim because it says that the it was a two and a half amas in the length, yeah. one and a half amas in the width, in the height it was one and a half amas and amas six tefachim, half amas three tefachim. So we know it was nine tefachim. Kapitus tefachim we know. How do you know that the kapitus was a thick of a tefach? Where does it say? All the vessels that Moshe made in the Mishkan, Hashem gave us the precise measurements, the length, the width, and the height. We know the length, because it had to match the Aran, so we know it's two and a half Amas long and one and a half Amas wide. Taylor doesn't give us the precise measurements of the height, the thick, how thick was the, was the cover, which was all gold, pure gold, solid gold. So let's go and learn. From the most insignificant of all the vessels. And then it says, It says you should make a crown. You made a, like an edge, a border, a nice, a, a decorative edge around the table, the shoot, the shoebread table. Mm-hmm. And it says it was a tefach. So, if that was a tefach, from there we can learn of kam tefach, the thickness, the height of the, of the kapayr, the cover was a tefach. Why are you learning from the edge of the kalim, from the from the from the decorative edge? Why don't you learn from the kalim itself? Maybe it was much bigger. Maybe the thickness was like was like the height of the shulchan or the other. Maybe it was nine and nine tefachim. The cover itself was also nine tefachim. <laughs> Can you imagine solid gold nine tefachim? I don't know if all the gold in the world would be enough for that. Um, the mother answers the faster move or the faster the faster move the faster if you if you have a doubt you're not sure what it means I could interpret it means a lot I could interpret it means a little so better to say that it means the lesser amount because it can't be less than that but if you're going to start saying it means something more bigger how do I know? Why do I stop at nine? Maybe it was the height of the Mizbeach. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was nine Amas. <laughs> maybe I'll end up with nothing. Here, when you have the minimum, you know you can't go wrong. You know it's not less than that. So if you're going to grab the smaller amount, you know, you know that you have the right number. You're okay. You got a right number. 
Mm-hmm. Once you start going more, maybe I'll end up with nothing. It's not the minimum, and it's not the maximum. It's not the, it's not the proper number. We, we, why, why are you stopping here? Where do you get this number? Mm-hmm. So you end up with nothing. Really, the point was to take the small number, which you didn't take the small number. You don't have the big numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck with nothing. But when you take the smaller, the smaller number, the then. So if you add, it's fine. But if not, at least, at least I got that right. I got a correct number. It's not less than that. Mm-hmm. So that's why we know. That's what he's saying. It's not less than a tefan. So better choose the tefan. Mm-hmm. So it's a rule in life. The faster, the The faster, the faster, the faster. The person tries to grab too much. The person, you don't know your limitations. You don't know your abilities. And, you know, sometimes the appetite is greater than the, uh, your, your ability. The eyes are bigger than the stomach. Uh, the ability. So you end up with nothing. I guess you eat a little fine. You eat too much. <laughs> And you can end. It's going to be counterproductive. It's going to be. Hold on. As when they live, mitzit. Let's learn from tits. Tani, we learn tits. They make him in tashels of, like a plate of of gold. Vedachav, and it has a width of bezitz boys, which is a half a tefa. Two two thumbs. The for the width of two thumbs. Yeah, umukav, amazing ladies, and it goes from ear to ear. Because of a lot base shitin. And it has two lines in it. Yud K Mumaila. Hashem's name Mumaila. Vakadesh Lamid. Vakadesh Lamid Lamat. And Kadesh Kadesh Lamid Lamat. Below. This is the lower line. The Romans, when they destroyed the Besamigdash, they confiscated all the vessels and they also confiscated the tzitz. In the cellar of Rome, they have, they have all these, all these uh, things, all these treasures. The Vatican. And uh, it says, the Kosovo alone was written, Kodesh Lashem Beshita Achas. Kodesh Lashem was written on, on, one, on one line. On one line. Kodesh Lamed, so the lower line was to the right, so it says Kodesh La, and then you went above, you continued the sentence, a line above, but to the left, Hashem's name. So read, Kodesh Lashem. Versus Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yezid says that he saw in the Vatican, in the basement, he saw was Kedush Hashem was in one line. But anyway, what do we see from here? The width of the tits was a half a tefah. So why don't you learn that the thickness of the kapaitis from the, from the width of the tits? Didn't you just say the faster, merubale, the faster, the faster, more the faster? Better to, to, to grab the most minimum. So the minimum amount we find in the base amigos and the vessels and the utensils were a half a half a tefach. So let's say the thickness of the kapitas was a half a tefach. So the mother says, no, we don't do that. We should done and clay me cleave and done and clean me You learn a vessel from a vessel, the minimum amount that we find by a vessel, which was the decorative edge over the shoe table. The spells out it was a tefach, but 
the tzitz is more like a tachshit. It's a, it's a, it's like a piece of jewelry. It's a, it's, a, it's an adornment. It's not the. So you can't learn the art from the tzitz. Right. Back to they live mized. Let's learn from the zed on on the kapoidus on the other end. There was a zed. It was also a crown like. It was also like a decorative edge. How much was it? What's the shirah? A drop. So maybe the thickness of the kapoidus should also be a drop. It doesn't have to be a full tefach, which is three inches. Maybe it could just be, be very thin, a very thin cover, a layer of gold. You might answer, done in keli me keli, mean done in keli keli. You learn a vessel from a vessel. You don't learn a vessel from, from, from its decoration. Like, if that's the case, the mezgeres around the table, the shubra table, was also a decorative edge. How can you learn from there that the thickness was a tefa? No, the mezgeres, this decorative part of the table, the shubra table, was not on top. It was not like a crown on top. It was actually below went below the table around the legs of the table. Yeah. And the and the it was around and then the, the cover of the table was, was placed on it. this is all good but it's an argument. There is such an opinion, you're right, there is such an opinion that the Mizgaris was surrounded the legs. So according to the opinion that said that the crown was above Michael and Mema, that it was, it was exactly like the ark, it was like a decorative crown. So Michael and Mema, you just said that you can't learn a vessel from, from, from its decorative crown. Hmm. The answer is, We learn, the reason we don't learn from the crown above the ark, because you learn something, that the teda gives a mid, the kapaydas, the teda gives a mid, a measure in its length and its width. The teda gives us the measure of the length of the kapaydas, of the cover and the width. The teda gives us the measure of the crown around the shubra table. It says Tafa. But don't bring a proof from, from the tzitz, from the plate, over the forehead of the high priest. And the crown over the orange. doesn't give us any measurement. So we learn from a measurement that the Tata spells out. So what's the minimum measurement? Tata spells out is a Tafa. So though the Zayr was much smaller, it was a drop. Just had to be a little edge, a little crown, above the ark. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the, uh, the the plate on the forehead was just a half a tefa, but since the tater doesn't spell it out, so we grab the minimum amount that the tater spells out. Ravuna says answers the question: Where do we learn that the thickness of the kapetus was a tefa? We learn it out from here. It says apnei akapetus mom. It says the, about the uh, Yuma, uh, Yom Kippur. Right? We just finished all track of the Yuma. That the Koyan would take from the blood of the bull. 
and with his finger he would sprinkle it in front of the kapaitis, in front of uh, the cover of the ark, to the east. And in front of the ark he should sprinkle seven times. Since it says he calls it the face of the kapaitis. So we know a person's face is not smaller than a tefach. There's no face in the world that's smaller than three inches. <laughs> a face is very busy. There's eyes, there's nose, there's ears, there's a mouth. It has to have a minimum of three tefachim, even a baby. I mean, a, a one tefach, three inches. You're not going to get a face that's less than three inches. No such face in the world. Even of a baby, a, first, a newborn baby. So since the tater calls it pene, we know that it's three, it's, an, it's a tap. Maybe it's like the face of a bird, which is a gigantic bird. And its face is larger than the tap. Like the, the mother says, we already had this earlier, the mother says that once this bird, Bar Yuchni, laid an egg, and it drowned 70, 60 cities. <laughs> and it broke 300 uh, cedar, cedar trees. It was so gigantic. Yeah. So maybe it's the largest, the largest face possible. Maybe it's gigantic. Maybe the kapaitis has to be huge. What answers the fast and the fast faster. You have an option, you have a choice. Whether the maximum means something larger, something smaller, always grab the smaller. Because the smaller you're safe, you know. That it's a correct answer. This is the minimum. Not less than that. So you know that this is the right answer. Maybe it's more fine. You can always add. But you can't go less than that. So it's, it's a precise number. If you're going to say it's bigger, maybe there's a, there's a, there's a creature that's even bigger than, than, than the Bar Yuchnis, And maybe I won't get it right. So I'm, I'll end up nowhere. I don't have the minimum. I don't have the maximum. I'm, I'm nowhere. So better choose the smaller number. Like this, you're safe. Better be conservative. You're safe. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we say it means the smallest, which is the smallest face, mm-hmm. is one tefach, a little more than three inches. There's a tiny bird, maybe like the face of a tzipper, is even smaller than the tefach. He learns penei the face from a different penei. Tzibach it says al penei akapetis the face of the kapetis of the covering of the ark. Tzibhasim it says meis penei yitzchak aviv. So we learn it from a person, the face of a person. Yaakov told Esav, "Look, seeing you is like seeing." I'm sorry. Um, when 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 Yitzchak finished blessing Yaakov, so Yaakov left from the face of Yitzchak. So, so face, when he's referring to the face of the kapayah, he's talking about the face of a person. But we don't find by this bird the word face, the word panay, face. So therefore we learn from a person and the smallest human face is a taf. Tiny baby that is born as a taf. That's how they're coming up with the measurement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you learn from the face above the silver set? Yaakov, when he met Esau, he says, when he went to greet Esau, his brother, he said, that seeing you is like seeing the face of Hashem. 
and I and if I he's and therefore I'm sending you all these gifts. But it's any I want you to be to you should I should find pl- uh, I should be pleasant in your eyes. You should. See, but answer to fast and to fast. Yeah, you're right. I have an option. Does Panay correspond to the face of a human? Does Panay correspond to the face of Hashem? Hmm. Which is, you know, so he says whenever you have a choice, right? Infinite, right? Always choose the smaller number, the minimum. Right? And whatever, Nelef Mikru, why don't you learn from the Kru, from the cherubs, which was on top of the ark, on top of the cover of the ark, as it was at Alakapoyres, Yipnei Akruvim. If you're already learning face, learn from the face of the Kruvim, which was bigger than a Tefa. So maybe the Kapoyres, Pnei Akapoyres, is bigger than a Tefa, thicker than a Tefa. We learn also. We also learn that the minimum requirement of the face of the Kruv is not limited. It can be more, but the minimum requirement is a tefa. So therefore we always said we never always follow the minimum, play it safe. That's the minimum requirement. Oh, I'm sorry. The Pnea Kruvim was smaller than the Tefa, he says. Was less than the Tefa. He says, no, we learned that it was the minimum requirement. The minimum requirement of the, of the face of the Kruvim, the cherubs, was a tefah. when he learned, Pnei Pnei, where did he learn it from? Not from the face of a baby. He learned it from the face of the Kruv, Mahachigam. It says, Pnei Akapayrus. And on top of the kapitas, the cherubs, on top of the kapitas, it says, And we know, we learned that the Pnei Akruvim was, had to be a tefa. So we know that the thickness of the, of the cover also had to be the thickness of a tefa. What were the kruvim themselves, the cherubs? What's the, what's the kruvim mean? Amrababurava answers, Kedavia, like children. They had the face of children, a boy and a girl. In Babel, in Babylonia, in Aramaic, in, Ar- in Iraq, they call a child Ravia. Abayas, Abayas said to him, that's the case of Siva, says, It says, by the vision of Ezekiel, when he saw the angels, so each angel had four faces. Not like us, we have one face. The angel had four faces. Each side was a face. One face had the face of a crew. The other face was the face of a person. The third face was the face of a lion. And the fourth face was the face of an eagle. So the angel had four faces. So if you're going to say that the face of the crew is the face of a child, so it's the face of Adam. So it's the same as one and the same. It's not two separate faces. The face of the crew and the face of a person is one and the same. But answers yes and no. Yes, they were both the face of a person, but this was the face of a child, a little boy, a little girl, and this was the face of an adult. So one face of the angel was that of an adult, a fully mature face. And the other face was the face of a child, crew. Okay. Now the Gemara as we go back to the Odin of the Kapoyers. How do we know the Chalolo? That the Chalol 
the hollow space inside the ark was a sort I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Since we learn from the ark, since we learn from the ark, and the and the cover of the ark, the height of a sukkah, the minimum height of a sukkah. So what did we say? Because the ark, together with the cover, is ten tefach. So what was the hollow space inside the ark? It was only nine tefach. So the maximum. So we might. How do we know the halala sort of bar mischachas? How do we know that the sukkah has to be ten tefachim? With the hollow space, the hollow space of the sukkah has to be ten tefachim, and the schach has to be on top of it. Why don't you say the hollow space of the sukkah is enough if it's nine tefachim, and the ten tefach is filled with the schach, just like the ark, which you learn from? Hey, must say, if you're going to learn out from the ark, say, and it's not true. You're saying that the sukkah itself has to be, the hollow space of the sukkah has to be ten tvachim, and the schach is on top of the ten tvachim. So, how do we know? So, if you, so you can't say you learn out from the ark. If you learn out from the ark, then I would say nine tvachim is enough, and, 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 the, and the schach could be part of the ten tvachim of the sukkah. So he, he takes it back what he said. He takes back what he said. Ella, rather, we learn. We basically love him. How do we know that a sukkah has to have a height of ten tvachim? That the space, the hollow space of the sukkah has to be a hollow space of ten tvachim. Let's see what it says. Vabayis. and the house. Oh, one second. We learn from the from the temple. See if it says in the beginning of the book of Kings. He describes in great detail the temple, the first temple that Shleima King Solomon built. He says It had a length of sixty amma, like ninety feet, a little more than ninety feet. A little more than 30 feet in the width. And a height of 30 cubits, which is a little more than 4 to 45 feet tall. Height, in the height. See it says, The height of each kruv, each cherub, was 10 am. Over 15 feet. And so do the other kruv. Tanya, we learn just like we find in the temple that the Kruv was a third, a third of the height, right? We said the height was 30 amas and the Kruv was 10 amas. So a third mm-hmm. was a third of the height. So Mishkan Nami, so from there we learn in the tabernacle, Nami, the Kruv, was the height was a third of the height of the of the of the of the of the Mishkan. Mishkan Kamahava, what was the height of the Mishkan? Esaramas, the Kurashim, the beams were ten amas, fifteen feet. So how much were they? Sixty tvach, shitin push. There were sixteen tvach, six d tvach. Every amma is six tvachim, ten ammas, so sixty tvachim high. Tilsa kamahava, how much is a third of that? Twenty tvach. Esrim push. Dalasadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadad
So partially, what are you left with? Asada, ten So the the kruvim were were ten tefachim high. In other words, they reached a third of the height of the mishkan. So the kruvim were on top of the ark, on top mm-hmm. of the cover of the ark. Yeah. So when when so the height, the top of the kruvim, the cherubs reached a third of the height of the room. So if the room was sixty tefachim high. The Kruvim reached 20 Tvachim. If the Ark itself was, with the cover was 10 Tvachim, so the, so the size, the height of the, of the Cherubs were 10 Tvachim. Just, it says, Vaya Kruvim. No, 20 Tvachim. It reached. It was on, sitting on top of the, uh, the Ark. Yeah. Uksib, it says, Vaya Kruvim. The Kruvim, their wings were spread out. Seichim bekanfeim alakapaitis. With their wings, they cover the entire ark, the cover of the ark. This is the first time that they're concerned about the measuring? Yeah, no, it's, just, it's the, the other answer. He refuted the first answer. The first answer that we said, we learned that the, 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 the wall of the sukkah has to be ten tvachim. He refuted that. Because if that were the case, the ten tvachim could include the schach. You can have a nine-inch hollow, a nine-tvachim hollow, and then, then, then the, you can have a, a tefach. The schach could be inside the sukkah. How do we know the schach to be on top of the sukkah? So that's what he's saying. We learn it out because the Tehidah says that the cherubs, seichichim, uses the expression seichichim of sukkah. They're covering with their wings. They cover the kapaitis. And what's, what does he call a sukkah? It was ten tvachim. Ten tvachim. Above the kapaitis. What am I asking you? This is the first time. The wings were on top. The wings are on top. He said the kruvim themselves were ten tefachim. We established that already. The height of the ark and the, uh, and the together with the thickness of the uh, together with the cover was ten tefachim. The cherubs which were sitting on top of it were ten tefachim. So the cherubs, the top of the cherubs reached a third of the height of the room. The room was sixty tefachim. So together with the with the ark as its base. It reached the height of 20 tvach. On top of it, you had the wings spread on top. And it says the wings were seichichim, the expression of sukkah. Seichichim were covering over the ark. So the wings, you see, there was a, a hollow space of 10 tvachim, and the schach was on top of it. So the Gemara asked, wait a minute, that's not a proof. How do we know they got How do we know the wings were above their head? Dilma, perhaps, how did the Shai come? Maybe the wings were on the same level as their head. So the wings were within the tent vachim. So on the contrary, we should learn from there, just like we learned from the Aran, that the schach could be inside the tent vachim. So maybe the hollow part of the sukkah doesn't have to be tent vachim, doesn't have to be, uh, you know, 30, 31 inches. Part of the sukkah could be the schach could be inside. So the hollow could be a lot less. It says clearly in the Lamaila. There was above. The wings were above them. So therefore we do can learn from there that the schach, is considered if you have a hollow space of ten tvachim and you cover it up, you shade the shade on top, that's called seichichim. That's called a sukh. Maybe it was, how do you know it was just 10 Tvachim? Maybe it was raised very high. Maybe it was raised very high. So it's more than 10 Tvachim. 
maybe the, the hollow space between the, the cover of the ark and the wings were more than ten tvach. So the Gemara answers, Meek Sibba says, Lamaila, Lamaila. It doesn't say Lamaila, Lamaila. Lamaila, Lamaila. Way above. It says Lamaila. Right above it, immediately above its head. So therefore, it was ten tvach here. This is all well and good. This is all good according to Ramayad. It says all the Amis were average Amis, which were six Tvachs. Rabbi Huda distinguished it. He says the Am of the building of the Beis Amigdash was six Tvachs. But the Amis of the vessels of the, in the temple were made up of Hamisha Tvachs and were smaller Amis. It's like a New York foot <laughs> in real estate. New York foot is a little less than anywhere else in the country. It's a little smaller. Michael and Maymar. So how do I learn from here? When he says, when he says, um, ten amas, yes, the amma of the building, you're right, the amma of the building, the height of the Mishkan was, was 60 tvachim. Because Amma was six tvachim, but the the vessel, the 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 ark, the the, uh, the ark, when you say ten ten tvachim, an Amma and a half, it's not an Amma and a half, it's not nine tvachim, it's five tvachim and seven and a half tvachim, and together with the thickness, and together with the thickness, uh, it's still. So it's a tefach. Okay, so, so, so it's eight and a half tefach. So from there until the height. So the keruvim then were really, were really um, 12 and a half tefachim high. So the keruvim, there was a hollow space of 12 and a half tefachim, not 10 tefachim. He spells it out. So Odin, the kapoidus, kamahavalut, manya palga, eight and a half tefachim. Poshaluch, I'm sorry, so, so 11, 11 and a half tefachim. So it was 11 and a half tvachim, hollow space between the top of the ark and between the wings. Because mm-hmm. the wings did reach 20 tvachim, a third of the height of the room. So the, the keruvim themselves were really, the cherubs themselves were really 11 and a half tvachim high. And the keruvim was on top of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe a sukkah has to be 11 and a half tvachim, the minimum height of a sukkah, hollow space of a sukkah has to be 11 and a half tvachim, and then you put the schach on top. But answers, they must say, sukkah, ada have a chatzre, palge, so say a sukkah also has to have 11 and a half. Ella, rather, the mother takes back the second answer. Ella, have you the According to Rabbi Yehud, who says that a sukkah that's less than ten tvachim is possible. Why you say Rabbi Yehud? I thought everyone agrees with that. That's the minimum requirement of a sukkah. We learned this from Moshe at Sinai. There is no proof. We have no proof in the Torah. He refuted all the proof. The two proofs that he tried to bring from, from the ark and from the, the cherubs and the wings covering the ark, he refutes that. What? Oh, oh, you're right. So he's asking, according to that mayor, it's, according to that mayor, it's good. That mayor says that everything, all the Amas, including the vessels, was, was six Tvachim. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that the vessel was only five Tvachim, you have to say there is no proof. According to that mayor, there is a proof 
a biblical proof based on the Pesukim. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we have to say it's only it's only There's no other way of knowing. Mm-hmm. All the shiurin in the Torah. What's the shiurim that are prohibited, for example? A kazayiz has to be an olive amount, uh, a juicy date for, for the, the prohibition of eating on Yom Kippur, chatzitzin, the fact that any interference disqualifies your dipping in the mikveh, or mechitzin, the laws of mechitzin, all of these things, nilmed will Allah halamashim misinai. What are you telling me? Don't we learn it out from the Torah? The Sivit says, Eretz a land, Chita, Usa'ira, the seven species that Israel is blessed with. So it says, Eretz, Chita, Sa'ira. It's a land of wheat and barley, the geffen, and, and vines and grapes, tain and figs, vidimin and, and pomegranates, eretzes, shemen, a land filled with olive, filled with oil, dvash, and, and dates, honey, honey from dates. This whole pasuk is really coming to give me the shiurim. That the Torah is saying, well, no, what's the praise of Eretz Yisrael? The praise of Eretz Yisrael is that the seven species Eretz Yisrael is blessed with, we use them for all the shiurim, all the measurements in the Torah. The Torah gives us practical, concrete measurements. Don't take a ruler and measure, or take a measuring cup. The Torah is giving us practical. Look, look at the date. You'll have your answer. Look at the olive. It'll give you the answer. Look at the wheat. Look at the barley. Look at everything. And tomorrow we'll learn how he spells out, he spells everything out, how each, each of these seven items is really a, something concrete that helps us measure, apply the Torah. That's the praise of Eretz Yisrael, not just its delicious fruits. Mm-hmm. The value of Torah is not just it's a delicious fruit. The value of Torah is that all of these things are the things that we measure the entire Torah. Mm-hmm. This gives us all the measurements. This is how we know what's what. It's weird. To be continued. Everyone